Christmas Sunday, the Sunday before Christmas. Powerful. What a beautiful time. I want to deliver a message to you today entitled, It's a Wonderful Life. How many of you ever seen the movie, It's a Wonderful Life? Is there anybody in here that, for you watching It's a Wonderful Life as a part of your Christmas tradition? Is there anybody? Yeah, there's actually a, there's actually a few. Uh, this was a, a, a movie made in 1946, uh, American classic fantasy drama film is the genre in which it falls, and it was produced and directed by Frank Capra, and, it, and the thing that I found was interesting is that It's a Wonderful Life was actually based on a short story and booklet called The Greatest Gift. Uh, the film is probably one of the most beloved um, films in American cinema and uh, has become a traditional viewing uh, during the uh, Christmas season. What, what I just shared with you was actually straight from Wikipedia when I got to thinking about the movie It's a Wonderful Life. And I think there's two things that I found really poignant that really drew me to the message. And that was a part of the history that the movie uh, It's a Wonderful Life was based on the booklet The Greatest Gift. And I was like, I don't know whether that was an accidental uh, play on words or whether it was an intentional play on words. I, I know this, uh, it, it, whether it was a happy accident or not, it's a powerful statement because I know this. We can have a wonderful life because of the greatest gift. Amen? And so I thought it was pretty poignant that that's how that turned out. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says this, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Uh, you know, according to Isaiah, Jesus' first name was Wonderful. That's pretty powerful. Amen? His, it's a wonderful life. Uh, I don't know if you ever looked at it that way, uh, but Isaiah did. His name is Wonderful. It's a wonderful life because of the greatest gift, and that's what we're celebrating. So the prophet Isaiah, he took a look through the telescope of time and the, the lens of prophecy, and he saw 700 years into the future. And uh, in this text, I want to share with you what I think are three things that I believe the prophet uh, Isaiah saw. Number one, and this is also number one on your paper, was he saw a cradle. There's a little bitty cradle over there in the, in the makeshift nativity scene. He saw a cradle. That cradle represented a couple of things, though. And this is also a part of number one on your handout. It was a cradle of incarnation. Jesus incarnate. First Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. For the mystery of righteousness is truly amazing. He was revealed as a human being. And as our great high priest in the spirit, angels gazed upon him as a man, and the glorious message of his kingly rulership is being preached to the nation. Jesus showed up, and he was God in the flesh. He showed up as a human being so that he could experience the same things that we experience as a human being. And, and the Bible teaches us that everything that we go through as humans, Jesus went through so that he can, uh, I believe the King James says, succor or to help those that are in need. 
And so praise God that we receive that gift of the, uh, the cradle of incarnation, God in the flesh, God with us. John chapter 1 verse 14 in the New Living Translation says, so the Word became human. The Word is another one of Jesus' names. The Word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. We see the glory of God in Jesus Christ. Christmas for so many is about the uh, the trimmings and the decorations and the gifts and the family and the meals and uh, the Christmas pageants and the, the traditional Christmas, Christmas shows and all of those things. And I wonder sometimes, do we lose sight of what it's really all about? And do we see deep enough into it to go that, to see that there's more than just Jesus' birthday? And, and what does that represent to us? It's more than just singing happy birthday the happy birthday song to Jesus. Uh, Prince of Heaven, that song so spoke to me this morning, and it's, it, it's right there within that song. Number two, the second thing that, that Isaiah saw, other than a cradle of incarnation, he saw a cradle of intervention. And that's, that's the beauty of our God coming to earth in the form of a human being named Jesus Christ, and he intervened on things. God's always been in the habit of uh, intervene, intervening. Uh, he intervened in the day of Noah. Uh, he intervened uh, during the building of the Tower of Babel. He intervened when Jonah was uh, sent to Nineveh but decided to go to Tarsus and said. He intervened with Paul on the road to Damascus when Paul was heading down there to persecute Christians and Jesus showed up on the scene and, and interrupted and intervened. But the most wonderful intervention, the most wonderful intervention uh, was when God sent his son to die for you and me. Can you say amen? God sent his son to die for you and me. I call that a pretty cool interruption and a pretty cool intervention. So the first thing that Isaiah saw was a cradle. He saw a, a cradle of, uh, uh, of incarnation. He saw a cradle of intervention. But the other thing that, that, that Isaiah saw was not just a cradle. And this is number three on your paper. He saw a cross. Praise God. Unto us a son is given. John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. God gave us his son. Wow. I just shared with somebody the other day, I said, you know, we can experience the love of God, but we can never have the love of God. What do I mean by that? I wouldn't give one of my children for anybody. Would you? See, we always fall short of the love of God. We can experience the love of God, and we can have a, a sample of what God's love is like through 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 4 through 8, where it says, you know, love is patient and kind and so forth and so on. But we can never measure up to loving others the way that God loves us, and he is the greatest gift. That's what God gave us. He gave us his only begotten son. I wonder when you do the 
Christmas uh, celebrations here in the next few days or over the next few days. I mean, for my family, I know we're going to be celebrating with Erica and, and uh, her family on Monday night, uh, right? On Monday night. I see I'm even having to ask. And then on Tuesday, we come celebrate with you all, and then we go home and celebrate with uh, Steve and Emily and our grandkids. And then on Wednesday, we take off to Mom's house to celebrate with her family. That, that's where she's at, actually, this morning. She's uh, with our uh, Diane's sisters, come picked Mom up yesterday and took her to the lake house for, for an overnight girls' party. So that's pretty cool. Uh, those of you who may be wondering where she's at this morning. Uh, and so we, uh, you know, we're celebrating Christmas either all at once or we're spreading it out. And I'm kind of cool with, oh, wow, we're going to have Christmas celebrations for three days in a row. That's pretty awesome. Praise God. And that's what, you know, the point is, is that I love the fact that God's gift truly keeps on giving. Amen? That's, that's the real gift that keeps on giving. Uh, I get so much out of my relationship with the Lord uh, and every day seems to be a brand new day. Even when I'm down, even when I'm out, God is always there with me. Even when I'm sick, when I'm in pain, God is always there with me. When I'm uh, depressed or whether I'm happy, God is always there with me. Can I get an amen? He's the gift that always keeps on giving. And so I wonder when we have our Christmas celebration, regardless whether it's one day, three days, or seven days, will it be about more than the tree the gifts, and the food, and the family. Will there be moments that you'll stop and reflect that for unto us a son is given, a child is born, and that Jesus came as God incarnate. And he intervened and interrupted our lives, praise God. But he also went to a cross for us. God gave the greatest gift, his only begotten son. Those of you who have children, think about that, uh, that you would give your eldest or your only child to die for someone else. That's just, that's just outside the realm of human thinking. You got to think bigger about it. So it's a gift that keeps on uh, giving and it's always there. I, want, I recently read a story about a 90-year-old uh, lady that she, uh, one Christmas, uh, she found that buying pres presents was just more than she could handle. Uh, you know, at 90 years old, getting out and doing all that. And so she decided to write uh, checks for all of her family and her friends and to put those checks in uh, a Christmas card and, and write a little note in the Christmas card and just send it to them. So she wrote a little note in the Christmas, Christmas card that said, buy your own presents. And so she sealed up the Christmas card, sent it out, and then after they were all sent out, and it was a day or so later, she found all those checks sitting on her desk. Yeah. And she freaked right out because she realized that everybody got a card with no check in it. It says, buy your own present. <laughs> Let me help you with something this morning. God never gives empty gifts. God never gives empty gifts. Praise God. Amen. We can't, we can't give to everyone, that's for sure, but God can. Uh, and God gave his one and only son, Jesus Christ, and, 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 there, and there's no one that's been left off his list. Amen. 
Every one of us are on his list to receive that greatest gift. Number four, and my last point today, this is going to be a very short message for you. Well, I didn't get any amens or hallelujahs. That's a good sign. Praise the Lord. (laughs) The fourth thing is, it's a wonderful life because Jesus is the greatest gift. Amen? Hallelujah. If you can believe it and you can receive it, can you give the Lord some praise in the house of God? Earlier uh, in our service, uh, Steve started moving down the path of having us accept Christ into our heart. And typically, after the message, it's the time for the altar call. That might have been the moment right then and there, and maybe a number of you even took care of your business between you and God right then and there. But Steve said, boy, I I believe he said something like this, that there's no greater time than now to give your life to the Lord and every part of your life. And so this morning, I'm going to ask you to bow your heads with me for a minute. And please think about it for a second. And maybe everybody in this room has accepted Jesus at some point in your life. Maybe. Maybe there's some here who have never done it. And you're only here today because family brought you or drug you out or whatever the case may be, but I tell you what, this thing is real. This, this experience with Jesus Christ is a real experience. It's one of the things that you'll find here at Resurrection Life Church is that it's an authentic experience. We don't play. It's the real deal. So maybe you've never said the sinner's prayer prayer of repentance and received his forgiveness and in this season this season of receiving Jesus Christ that's what it is the greatest gift that you can give right now is to receive the greatest gift into your heart that's the greatest thing so we're all going to say a prayer together now and then I, I just want you to really consider it. Don't, don't take this as just, all right, end of the sermon, time for the altar call. This is just the ABCs of how we do things. Why don't you take this as a serious moment? Not only those of you who may have never said the prayer, but maybe some of you who have said the prayer, you have accepted Christ, but the experience has grown stale. Your experience with Christ has grown stale. It just doesn't seem to have the fire that it once had. This is also a moment for you as well to ignite that greatest gift in your heart again and let that light shine brighter than it's ever shined. So please repeat this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I come to you today in the name of Jesus Christ. And I thank you so much, Father, for giving your son for me. So I receive him today. I accept him today. I put my trust in him today. Forgive me of my sins. 
forgive me, Lord, of not being what I should be for you. And help me now to be what you want me to be. I love you, Jesus. But more than anything else, thank you for loving me. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a praise and a shout.